Moncrief on News Talk. Now, last week, John Hamill won a Workplace Relations Commission case against the Department of Defence. His argument was that he had been discriminated against because he hadn't been let apply for the job of chaplain for the army because such jobs have always been given to members of the clergy. John, as a member of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, is not. Afternoon, John. Hi, Sean. I hope you're well. Uh, Now, did you know there was a vacancy coming up in the Defence Forces for a chaplain or, or how did this come about? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, in fact, I spent, I believe it was three years writing to the Minister for Defence uh, roughly every two months, uh, expressing an interest in the role. And I, um, yeah, I explicitly asked the Minister to let me know when there was a vacancy so that I would have an opportunity to apply. Uh, and I got no satisfaction. So eventually I did a Freedom of Information request and I uh, uncovered some correspondence between Simon Coveney as the then Minister of Defence and uh, a bishop uh, during which they uh, appointed a Catholic priest to the role in secret. They just kept the role between themselves, uh, even though it's a state-funded job. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what the Workplace Relations Commission has recently found to be unlawful religious discrimination. And w- was part of that that it was never advertised? It just seemed to be a letter from the bishop to Simon Coveney. Simon Coveney said, yep, we'll, we'll give him the job. Uh, exactly that. Uh, so it's part of the Defence Forces regulations at the minute that um, chaplains are appointed by bishops. And this is what I have been complaining to the minister about, that, uh, well, firstly, that's just inconsistent with employment equality law. Uh, And secondly, uh, I mean, I think we would all accept there are lots of very good chaplains in the country who happen not to be Catholic. And in fact, there are lots of very good uh, Catholic chaplains who happen not to be male and therefore can't be Catholic priests. And they're excluded from the state-funded positions too. And so in the WRC finding, they did find that you had been discriminated against. Uh, did, they have, right. did they have recommendations on, on the back of that? Uh, well, more than recommendations, uh, they issued an order to the Minister for Defence to change the mechanism through which uh, these roles are appointed. And um, I should say they're, they're very highly uh, paid positions. So if, if you walk into a role as a soldier or a cadet in the Defence Forces, it's roughly €20,000 as a starting salary. And if you uh, walk into a role as a chaplain, your starting salary is €66,000. So Mm. you you get paid three times more to carry a Bible into a church uh, than you do to carry a rifle into a foxhole. And, um, yeah, all of these positions, when they arise, should be advertised on publicjobs.ie and awarded to the best candidate for the job based on some objective criteria and not just awarded to whichever priest that a bishop finds most convenient. They, they, are, are chaplains deployed? Are they sent overseas? Uh, that, that was part of the hearing in the case, actually. One of the arguments made by uh, the Defence Forces was that they, um, yeah, there's a lot of Catholic soldiers who want Mass, and when they're in barracks overseas, uh, you need to have a Catholic priest to, to provide them with Mass. Um, but whereas there's um, 15 uh, Roman Catholic chaplains in the Defence Forces at the minute, there's only ever one or two at a time uh, deployed on that basis. So 
uh, yeah, the, the vast majority of chaplains in the defence forces remain in Ireland, and the, there's no reason why you can't have a non-Catholic chaplain. Uh, as I understand, there is one Church of Ireland chaplain. Is that correct? That's right. They said that the uh, chaplains were appointed based on the uh, survey that they have of the religious beliefs of members of the defence forces. Uh, but there are there are five times more, according to their own figures, there are five times more non-religious uh, members of the defence forces than there are people from uh, non-Catholic Christian denominations, uh, as you say, like the Church of Ireland. So we, even according to their own arithmetic uh, approach, there, there should be a non-religious chaplain long before there should be a Church of Ireland chaplain. Are there other religious aspects to life in the, in the Irish military? Uh, well, one of the uh, justifications that the Department of Defence gave for the, uh, their insistence that chaplains have to be Christian was, uh, well, I call it the, the argument from Hezbollah. So what, uh, what they did was they described uh, something called force protection. There was a, a chaplain and a captain from the Defence Forces who gave evidence during the hearing about how the Defence Forces might typically move some armour uh, through a village in maybe Lebanon where there may be representatives of Hezbollah or other armed groups there. And what they said was that um, when they have a chaplain uh, travelling with the Defence Forces, that person can go and talk to, let's say, the local Hezbollah re- representative beforehand and negotiate a safe passage for the armour through the village. And, um, of course, I, I asked the uh, uh, army captain during the hearing has has he ever heard Western white militaries referred to as uh, crusaders pejoratively in that region? And of course he had. And then I asked him, has he um, considered that it may be easier to negotiate passage if, let's say, the chaplain was a, a Shia imam? And of course he agreed with that. And then the obvious next question is, well, why don't you sack all of your Catholic chaplains and hire fundamentalist Shia preachers? Um, If the the reason uh, for the um, chaplains is to negotiate passage with Hezbollah. But of course, that's not the reason. And the WRC found that that's just nonsense. And uh, I mean, the reason why we insist that the, the, the chaplains must all be Christian is because we used to have a monotone Christian country and that used to be non-controversial. But we just still have these archaic rules, even though the country is much more pluralist now. Yeah, but just so our soldiers aren't required to attend mass or anything like that. Well, that, that was part of a, a recent review uh, that the... Um, uh, the defence forces undertook, and they had some public consultations on that. I know uh, I, I'm, I used to be a member of Atheist Ireland, uh, Sean. I'm no longer a member, but I know the the team at Atheist Ireland made a submission as part of the public consultation, and there was in fact evidence that people are required to attend mass, whether they're Catholics or not. Um, and I think the review found that to be the case. This was an, interne- uh, an independent international review of our defence forces. So there's quite a few recommendations there in relation to uh, yeah, updating the rules and regulations within the defence forces to make them more reflective of the diversity that exists in the country now. Mm. Why aren't you a member of Atheist Ireland anymore? Uh, 
pure bone laziness, uh, Sean, and based in <laughs> Monaghan, and uh, all the meetings are in Dublin. Uh, you're not that lazy, given, given the amount of work you do uh, in this area. I don't think I would accuse anyone could accuse, accuse you of that. Because uh, you have, you know, you, have, you, you, you took a case before about when during the papal visit, you were a, you were a, a pastafarian. I think we spoke That's to you uh, about that before. The, the, what's next in your sights in in uh, ridding official Ireland from religion? Yeah, well, there's a few things. Uh, one of them, for example, is that. Uh, I can't be president of Ireland. Um, I can't be a judge in Ireland, for example. Uh, so the, those positions are reserved for uh, people who can take a Christian oath. So conscientiously, I, I couldn't take an oath, in all honesty, that referred to the Christian God uh, that I don't believe in. So, um, yeah, as you say, that, that's kind of um, one small step now where... Uh, chaplains within our military are open to non-Christians. I think uh, other positions like uh, judges and president and Taoiseach and Tanistia, which are currently reserved for people who will take a Christian oath, uh, is well worth getting rid of, those, rid of those oaths. And if Simon Coveney had written back to you at the time and said, you know, uh, game ball, John, uh, here's the application mm-hmm. for him to be chaplain, would you have applied for the job? Uh, absolutely, I would have been very keen to do a, a interview. I would have been keen also to understand, Sean, what the objective criteria would have been by which they would select the best candidate. Um, I don't know, I mean, given the evidence that the department presented, which uh, indicated that they had to hire a Catholic priest, I, I don't know what kind of aptitude test that would involve. Maybe they would bring a glass of wine in and see who could do the, the best transformations or something like that. Um, but I, actually, since the, the decision, I've been contacted by a number of people who are interested in the role. Well, one in particular is a, a former member of the Defence Forces who's currently working as a chaplain. She is very highly qualified. So, yes, if the job is advertised in public, I very much hope that she gets it. Yeah, because you could see how maybe humanists and uh, humanist ministers and that kind of thing might be appropriate for that kind of role. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, there, there's, um, as I say, there's lots of members of our defence forces who are not Catholic, and um, they require counsel from someone of like mind uh, in the same way that uh, Christian members of the defence forces do. So, yeah, to, to insist that um, the only... Um, chaplain who can counsel our defence forces must be a Christian is really disrespectful to all of the non-Christian members of the defence forces. And the, the, you did subsequently write, I think, I, I think I'm uh, correcting this, to Simon Coveney and ask for an apology. Did you get one, uh, A, and B, is there any signs that they're going to change the application process when the, the next chaplaincy comes up in the defence forces? Uh, well, yeah, firstly, that's right. I did ask Simon Coveney to apologise to all members of the Defence Forces for the religious discrimination that he imposed. Um, what I mentioned is that some of the conflict zones that he sends Defence Forces towards are uh, very often religiously inspired conflicts. So, yeah, it's a bit rich for our Minister for Defence to be sending peacekeepers to religiously inspired conflicts when that minister is himself guilty of discriminating against minorities based on their beliefs about religion. 
so he uh, he has not yet responded uh, to that. But I'm um, I'm hopeful that he will. And in terms of changing the defence force forces regulations, if I'm honest, I don't think he has a choice. He really has to do it. Uh, I mean, the the current regulations are not consistent with human rights law. They're not consistent with our constitution. They're not consistent with the Employment Equality Act. So there's just going to be more and more uh, cases finding against the minister until those regulations are changed. John Hamill, thanks a million for talking to us today. Thanks, John. Uh, and it's just occurred to me now, John was uh, nice enough not to uh, uh, correct me there, but uh, would, uh, Micheál Martin is now the Minister uh, for Defence, so it would have been Micheál Martin he wrote to, actually, not uh, Simon Coveney, in the, in the most recent uh, letter. Uh, he couldn't be King of England either, even if he was a Catholic, uh, says the texter. That's true. Uh, all countries have their own uh, weird rules, I suppose. Uh, Chuck says, I'd vote for him for President by the sound of him. Just off the back of this interview. Okay, Uh, I'm not one to take the side with a spaghetti monster, says another texter normally, but this man does talk a lot of sense. Uh, Paul says, but they could open the chaplain job for anyone and still ultimately hire a Catholic-oriented person. They will still do what they want at the end of it all, uh, says Paul. Well, they might do that. That's quite a cynical view, I suppose. But if they're going to represent the uh, belief makeup uh, of the armed forces, I suppose they'd probably have to move towards... Because I don't know if there are any Muslim people, for instance, in our armed forces. I suppose it's an inevitability that uh, sooner or later there will be. So you might need uh, Muslim chaplains and and chaplains of all sorts of uh, shades of view. Uh, Though someone else says, ah, here, too much time on his friends. Now, I, I assume you mean... That sounds vaguely defamatory. Uh, I'm sure you mean uh, too much time on his hands. How you mixed up the word hands and friends maybe says uh, something more about you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.